Here we gather in a place made sacred by all those who have gathered here before us. On a summer's morning that has never happened before. And in the freshness of the summer air outside, may we be open to fresh possibilities in our own lives and alert to whispered messages in our own hearts, strengthened by being together here now in this place, a community of the Spirit united in love. So good morning everybody and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church and to this our gathered community of the Spirit, Kensington Unitarians. We are a community created by all who walk through our doors and whether this be your first visit or your thousandth, we hope that you're touched by a warmth of, an a, warmth of a welcome that accepts you just as you are. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, whoever you choose to love, whatever identities are important to you, may they and you find a place here with us. Today's um, service is an exploration of the spiritual art of awakening. Our chalice is lit. It reminds us of the oneness of all existence. And this reading, one that will have been heard so many times in this congregation over the years, and one that I have read so often, it's The Guest House by Yehaladin Rumi, Sufi mystic teacher. It's on your um, uh, hymn sheet, but I didn't have space to set it out as the poem that it truly is. But the words are there. And I wonder if it has any resonance with your life this morning. I wonder what you might be welcoming into your guest house at the moment. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honourably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. I think we have uh, Coleman Barks to uh, thank for giving, for giving us that eternal message of Rumi's in a way that we can actually hear it. And that brings us to a time of uh, prayer and reflection. in which uh, I suggest that we align ourselves with that which we hold to be of the greatest worth. The God of our hearts and our understanding. Inviting the 
spirit of life and love that dwells within each of us to be here with us now to illuminate this our time of worship that insight and clarity may shine through us brightening our spirits and those all around us we pray though we may not feel sure who or what we pray to some speak of God or the great mystery of Lord or Goddess or the divine some of us cannot put a name to something so vast and unknowable let us not be put off by this inability to name the nameless let us be able in quiet moments such as this to relate with something that is greater than ourselves and is within us to relate with something that encourages us to be the best that we can possibly be and to make the most of this gift of life that we have been given. And in a few moments of stillness now, let us each give expression inwardly to some of our yearnings. Yearnings for ourselves, for our loved ones, for our planet Earth, and for all the endeavors of our world community. May our lives be illuminated and inspired by all that is great and good. And may this be so for the greater good of all. Amen. Um, we heard the Sufi poet and teacher Yohaladin Rumi's famous poem, The Guest House, earlier on a classic teaching in the art of awakening. We humans, we're, we're trained to pay such close attention to our feelings. And we live in a society that encourages us to notice how we, as a, an individual, feel about any particular matter. We go on courses to teach us how to explain to other people how we're feeling, and how to listen carefully to other people's concerns. But Rumi's poem, Rumi's poem throws all that up in the air with a laugh and says, well, rather than endlessly dwelling on and expressing our preferences, our likes and our dislikes, let's welcome every experience into our life because the tough 
The painful, the unpleasant, may hold some great gift for us. Some new learning, some new awareness, some new perspective, maybe even occasionally some new delight. So I wonder if there's some aspect of your life at the moment that you are resisting. You don't have to show and tell on this one, just inner thoughts. Is there anything that we are resisting at the moment? Something that we don't like, something that we feel we don't want it, we're pushing it away. Well, Rumi invites us to experiment with welcoming the unwanted into our life. And I've been told it can be strangely effective if you try it with, these are just one or two things that might be bugging me a little bit at the moment, and I don't know. I could try it with a noisy neighbour, I could try it with a painful knee, or a very annoying email that I've just received. Byron Katie, who um, I know some of you like her work, um, she's, she's a great teacher, uh, a no-holds-barred teacher on this practice of welcoming in the unpleasant into your life. She writes, if something or someone annoys you, rejoice. Thank them. They are reminding you to wake up right now. She goes on, the trouble with us humans is we spend most of our waking lives asleep. So this service today is an exploration of ways to awaken in life rather than the sleepwalking that some of us spend most of our lives doing. Lost in the past or the future, putting such efforts into protecting ourselves that we may fail to live fully at all. One of the arts of spiritual awakening is to be aware of this human ability not to be present and then to work on ways to bring ourselves back to the here and now, to this present moment. I mean, here at, here at Kensington Unitarians, we often refer, don't we, to life as a spiritual journey. But even that image of life as an unfolding existence may not always be helpful. This moment is the only time there is, say the mystics. And one way, one classic way, to keep awake to this reality lies in cultivating our ongoing remembering that life is finite. We die, everything dies, everything falls apart. Rather than slumping into despair at this news, this awareness can make each moment incredibly precious. And it can also improve our senses of humour. If we are all going to die, why am I so very bothered that someone pushed in on the queue at the post office? Why am I still worrying about something someone said or did years ago, or about something that I've done wrong? Nothing lasts. So if we know we must die, how then shall we live? One answer is with joy. And another answer is with an awareness that we're not perhaps as separate as we think. I've got a lovely shared reading for you and 
You'll find it on uh, this hymn sheet. Apologies, I didn't do any large print versions of this. It, it's called, rather delightfully, Strange and Foolish Wars. Uh, it's written by A. Powell Davis, a highly regarded Unitarian minister in the States in the 60s. It gives you an opportunity to decide if you are a normal font or an italic font and choose one or the other or go for both. I really don't mind. But let's read this together or just listen in, whatever suits us best. Strange and Foolish Wars by A. Powell Davis. The years of all of us are short, our lives precarious. Our days and nights go hurrying on and there is scarcely time to do the little that we might. Yet we find time for bitterness, for petty treason and evasion. What can we do to stretch our hearts enough to lose their littleness? Here we are, all of us, all upon this planet, bound together in a common destiny, living our lives between the briefness of the daylight and the dark. Kindred in this, each lighted by the same precarious, flickering flame of life. How does it happen that we are not kindred in all things else? How strange and foolish are these walls of separation that divide us. Thank you. We thought this uh, piece of uh, bark would just be perfectly joyous for a time of uh, meditation now.
Let's take some of that spirit of Bach's music into our time of meditation now, which starts with the uh, quotation from uh, non-dualist teacher Eckhart Tolle. He writes, you are not separate from the whole. You are one with the sun, the earth, the air. You don't have a life. You are life. All the world's religions teach of the oneness of all that exists. They teach that our oh-so-human sense of separation is an illusion. So in this meditation, I invite you, if you wish, to consider this idea that all life is one and that we are life. This is it. Remember, as always in any Unitarian activity, you are perfectly free to follow your own thoughts rather than my words. But I invite you to settle yourselves for a short spoken meditation that will lead into a good few minutes of stillness and that will end with a chime from our bell. So as we so often do, let's Let's just enjoy that sense of being here now. Perhaps aware of sitting in a chair, aware of our feet on the ground. Allowing the, the gentle rhythm of our breathing to steady us. Aware as we are breathing in and out, that we are sharing that exchange of gases with all living creatures. What a marvellous connection that is with all life on earth. We might soften our gaze or close our eyes or focus on something that allows us to deepen our awareness. A sense of deepening, deepening into another way of being. Beyond any sense of our, our own thinking, but rather a deep knowing in the bones that we are part of all that exists. We are not separate from the whole. We are one with the sun, the earth, the air. We don't have a life. We are life. Let us enjoy exploring that in these few minutes of shared stillness and silence together.
Our, um, our ministry theme for the month of August is paying attention. And it's proving to be very popular this month. Seems quite suitable for a month where people's routines are changed by holidays, by, by comings and goings, by weather that has kept surprising us. And on our hymn sheet, I've, I've listed um, some of my favourite methods for staying awake in life. And I've suggested on there that you, you add some of your own. Let's, let's talk over a cup of tea later about the ways we manage to pay attention in life. Ways we stay conscious, awake and aware. So I'm just going to really briefly go through some of these now. The, the first thought that came to me was, was the idea that we play, don't we, with dissolving the sense of self, with questions of who am I, what am I, if I am not actually me. Remembering that we live in a kind of society that pays a great deal of attention to the identity of the individual and an idea of importance that we express who we are as I said earlier on express our preferences express our likes and dislikes but non-dual thinking encourages to go beyond that sense of individual identity to merge ourselves with the greater sense that we are all one we are all in this together so who am I if I am not me? Go beyond my preferences. Find learning, as uh, the poet Rumi suggested, through all experiences. Welcome in the difficult in life rather than resisting it. Find something in those hard, tough moments of life that allow us to wake up to what actually is going on. I think quite a few of us have had occasional experiences of merging, of losing that sense of self. Again, that's an interesting conversation to have with people. When do you experience oneness or maybe a sense of going with the flow? If we think of what our particular loves are, maybe the work that we love or the hobbies that we love. People often mention singing or gardening as moments when they lose their sense of self. But we need to treasure these experiences of oneness with all that is because they'll be there for us then in the more difficult times when we feel separate and aware of our aloneness. All month we're inviting one another to delight in the present moment and in the noticing of the small miracles in life. Do you know those moments of delight where you spot? What might it be for you? Mine, strangely, is spiders. I find spiders strangely interesting creatures. They are so aware of us and so interested in us, in fact, and they are so eager to survive. And I find them deeply precious little creatures. I'm also strangely fond of slugs and snails because they have that little look of interest <laughs> when you uh, awaken them. I wonder what your small miracles in life are. I wonder what has you wake up and pay attention and delight in the present moment.
I'm somebody who really needs to have wholesome books around me. I'm somebody that sticks little readings on the wall and on the mirror to remind me um, of the things that I might forget. And one of the things that I sometimes forget is that life is a complete and utter mystery. Do you know, I know it will be hard for you to imagine, but sometimes I think I know it all. And then something wakes me up to the fact that I know very little, and I actually know less and less the longer I live. And that this thing called life is a total mystery to us. We have no idea what we're doing here, where we have come from, how the universe began, Mystery, total mystery. And I bring us back to the, um, the idea that I expressed earlier on, that remembering our mortality is hugely important. I've, I've had the privilege over the years to be with a number of people as they move towards their deaths. And the first time this happened to me, I was surprised. Somebody who was very poorly told me how marvellous life was at this moment. And it was because she had woken up. She was totally aware and appreciating every tiny bit of life because being reminded of the fact that our lives are fine at night can sometimes just alert us to the miracles, to how tasty one taste of food is, how lovely it is to hold a friend's hand, to notice the tiny flowers in the garden. My suggestion is that we wake up as soon as we possibly can to the finite nature of our existence and then look around and utterly, utterly appreciate everyone and everything. Amen. And so in the, the week that lies ahead, let us be people who remember the miracle that is life and who notice the wonders of our own existence and the existence of all that is around us. The greater our sense of wonder, the more likely we are to stay awake to and aware of the mysteries and delights that are life. And may this be so this day and all days for us all. Amen. Amen. Go well and blessed be.